0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: I was so moved and was shouting when I um, listened to, watched. And really, I was really participating um, in the event, even though I didn't have a microphone because I was throwing... uh, towels up in the air and screaming and Javita still had to grab me and say, girl, calm down before somebody thinks that you are in here. Um, you, you in here acting a fool, calm yourself down. Um, there was a symposium, a panel, whatever you want to call it, uh, of Minneapolis's uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion leaders. And they were talking about how companies have to offer um, diverse uh, uh, talent, uh, more opportunities and and how when they get um, people in their companies who um, are from diverse backgrounds and communities of color, LGBTQI, um, you know, you have to give them um, an opportunity to feel like they belong, right? And, and, you know, the workforce is so much younger now and more diverse, and businesses have got to find a way to retain. Once you recruit, that's one thing. But to retain this new generation of workers, these leaders in these companies have got to make sure that the culture of these companies change to meet this new workforce. So that everybody can feel welcomed, so that everybody can feel included, whether that person is in a wheelchair or walking upright, um you know it it, it has to include everyone and and I was so moved by some of the things that um Colette Campbell said. Um, on this panel with um, Dirk DeYoung and, and Courtney and uh, Aisha and our friend, um, the, a friend of this show, James Burroughs from Minnesota Children's. Um, she is with Bremer Bank, and I had to invite her here on the Shaletta show, and she is joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Miss Collette, thank you for being on the show today and spending a little bit of your Saturday with me.
2: Oh, well, thank you so much for inviting me, Shaletta. I'm so excited to be here.
1: I am, too, because, you know, this is, uh, you know, something that is near and dear to my heart. Um, You know, my husband, Sean, and I, we, um, you know, came here in 2004, young and hip, weren't even married. You know, I got a job (laughs) at KSTP. He was over at Fairview, and, you know, we were doing our thing, and, you know, we got married here. We had our little first baby. And uh-huh. yeah. then we were like, we got to get out of here. You know, we got recruited. <laughs> we, honestly, we got recruited. We were here, uh-huh. but 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 we didn't feel included.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know well, what I mean? That is, we didn't feel I like that. So do. we, I we, we left. Means.
1: We, we yeah. left.
2: Yeah, We left. Yeah. And am, we weren't the only ones. Yeah, I'm also yeah. a transplant. I think one of the things... For many folks of color that come to this area, that is really a reality. You have to, there has to be something sticky for you here. And so for me, I ended up, I married a Minnesotan, and that's why I'm here, right, in this community, and we have family here. But I can tell you that in my first year, um, I met, you know, some really great folks. But many of my other colleagues, black colleagues, left. They did not last, um, mm-hmm. and And that was that was hard because, you know, you're you're at a new place and you're trying to establish your life and make relationships. And so that's one of the I would say both challenges and opportunities that we have in this region to figure out how do we make it sticky for people to stick here? Because it's not just about the jobs There's this is a great region, lots of opportunity. But after the nine-to-five, what happens in five-to-nine? What happens on the weekends? What happens in those, those other times where life is important? And so um, I'm glad you stayed.
1: <laughs> well, we le- but that's the thing. We left and
2: came back. We, we left. We came, we came so in 2004,
1: um, the schools, because mm-hmm. I've got three kids with autism. Um okay, and so I just reestablished those, you know, relationships and 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 you know, uh was a little bit older and a little bit wiser about my footprint and my movement. But mm-hmm. um but we left and came back and you know, that's the same with a lot of people. Angela and Deshawn mm-hmm. Drew. Um same mm-hmm. with them. They left, went to Dallas and came back and you know, and, and you you don't want to uproot your family and move. You want to get somewhere like you said Stick around and stay and make a contribution, but you know it's like you said it's one thing to be recruited um it's another thing to be retained when we start talking about what these companies can do to help Mm -hmm. um, families and people that they hire who are from communities of color feel like they're a part of it not just that you got hired and you got this opportunity that's one thing but to feel a part of the organization you know what's the first step that they can take because a lot of people are scratching their heads like okay you wanted me to hire some black people i hired some black people and now what i mean what 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 more do you want well we want to feel
2: included -hmm. Yeah, well, I think I I think it's I think it's kind of multi-layered. First of all, it depends on the size of the company. Sometimes companies that are really big have a lot of resources. We're a mid-sized company, I would say, so we do have resources, but we don't have necessarily a lot of ERGs, so employee resource groups. Like at some of these larger companies, they'll have. You know the cohorts of whatever it is of the community that you might identify with so for myself as a black woman like we don't have a black erg um, or things like that but what we do do is we really believe in collaboration and partnership and so we're a part of some of these larger um, groups that that we can kind of learn from and collaborate with and one of them right now is um, the Minnesota um coalition on racial equity um you know one of i know one thing that we are working on within that is is how do we how do we kind of establish be able to kind of communicate across different sectors different sizes of businesses these these kinds of groups for people to find um, find people who have similar circumstances to them, or there's some like, you know, I, and I think that's that's really, that's important. And I think some of that, a lot of that onus is on the organization. So to your point, not just the recruiting that, hey, we want you here, um, but, but also then how do you help people who especially aren't from this region understand what's available? And I, I, I don't think that you have to do that in isolation. And I don't think that just because you might not be a really big company that offers all these different kind of employee resource groups inside, everybody can do it. So start with where you're at, what, what you have, and um, figure out, if you don't have it, who to partner with so that you can, you know, be able to, to tell employees as, you're, as they're coming into your um, organizations, uh, have those resources available.
1: We are talking to Colette Campbell. Um, She is a Chief Talent Acquisition and Diversity Officer at Bremer Bank, and she specializes in human development, human resources, and business consulting. Um, I found out who she was when I listened to, watched, and, like I said, participated. I wasn't on the panel because I didn't have a microphone, but that does not mean I wasn't screaming. Uh (laughs) And yelling say it again, I know that's right. You tell' them, uh at this uh d e i uh panel um and they had leaders from so many different industries. Uh, talking about um, how companies must offer diverse uh, workers a path uh, from recruiting to feeling like uh, they belong. And I'm so grateful for Dirk DeYoung and his team over at the Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal for putting this on. Now, hold on, because I know you have uh, a busy day, but I'm going to ask you to stick around for one more segment because I want to ask you about the importance of an inclusive regional economy and how we have got to give everybody an opportunity. Um, and that looks like racial equity. We're going to continue our conversation uh, with Colette Campbell from Bremer Bank when we come back. It is 1150. You're listening to News Talk 830 WCCO Radio, your good neighbor station, and she is my soul sister. I'm talking to Colette Campbell. She is the Chief Talent Acquisition and Diversity Officer for Bremer Bank. If you have not seen, and it is available online, the DEI Leadership Forum, uh, where companies, uh, you know, some of the best and brightest DEI professionals from companies throughout the region came together to talk about how companies can Um, offer uh, diverse workers a path from just recruiting them to belonging you have got to go online and check that out I've got a link up on my um, Twitter and Facebook pages where you can watch it and you know I I was just so moved by some of the things that um, Colette Campbell said at that event that I had to invite her on the Shaletta show to talk about that and I'm so glad that you took a moment on a busy Saturday morning um, to chat with us and really enlighten us Colette about diversity, equity, equity, and inclusion. You know, we talk about it. We've given it a fancy initial. It's a fancy catchphrase, but it's a way of life for you, isn't it? It's more than just initials and acronyms and, and a title. It's a way of life for you.
2: For, for sure. And Shiletta, and one of the things that has to happen, to your point, it's not just this this title or this acronym, but How how is this work integrated into everything that you do strategically and that's what our goal is at Bremer and so In you know, we're a bank and so we've got we've got goals to meet and and this work is a part of our goal. So we've integrated Our DEI goals into our key performance indicators that we want to know that we are being successful and part of that is in who we have as our talent because we know that when you've got a diverse talent set in your organization you have better innovation better results and actually you have higher financial rewards so we um again not alone but in partnership collaboration we we set our goals so we say we know um in this region uh every single institution so our footprint is minnesota wisconsin north dakota we know that our schools are increasingly, increasingly graduating more and more diverse uh, students, and and so we've got some goals. We've got goals over the next five years of this is how many Black folks we can hire. This is how many Latino, Asian. We've gone down the list of knowing what's available and and really challenging ourselves. So that our organization is reflective of the demographics that we're a part of because, you know, on the panel we talked about and and people are always saying, well, is the talent out there? The talent is out there, but it's also inside our organization. So it's not only about seeking about what's outside, but what's within and what are you doing for that talent that is within? What kind of pathways are we creating? And I'm. I'm, I'm going to be honest. It's not easy, and not everybody maybe is in the same space. But if from the top you set the goal and you set the standard, you know people will rise to it, and and that's really what's been happening for us. And it's just part of who we are. I think our DNA about cultivating thriving communities. If everybody's not thriving, then that is a problem, right? And so, and we know that. Um, many of our folks, particularly our diverse populations, aren't. And so that's our goal.
1: And it has to be intentional. Um, When I found out about these goals, um, you know, and and when you all were talking about it and then you really made it plain about what Bremer was doing, you know, I, I was so encouraged because I've got four children over here. They're going to have to work somewhere. Somebody is going to have to seek them out. And it's not just about black and white. It's about kids with autism. It's about neurodiverse people. It's about, you know, my friend Steve Thompson's daughter, Erin, uh, her, she's got a grad, she's getting ready to have a graduate degree and, you know, had a difficult time finding a job because, you know, she's in a wheelchair. Um, and and right. so, you know, it's it's all of these goals, not just more black people, not just more Latino people, but, you know, how you all sit down and strategically talked about, okay, uh, one in 40 in, in something kids um, have autism at some point that's going to they're going to be adults, they're going to need to work, you know, what opportunities will we have out there for them. And, and, you yeah. know, even though people may not be in the same space. Um, we need to all be talking the same talk and walking that same walk. And, and you know, you talked about region. You know, talk to me about um, how important it is to have that regional approach to um, looking at the diversity, equity, and inclusion, not just bank to bank, but state to state, city to city, county to county.
2: Well, again, for regional prosperity, and to your point, it has to be, it has to we have to be looking internally. And for us, the, especially with when we talk about abilities and people who, you know, the diversity within kind of just whatever it is, cognitive, just how we're showing up, even, even talking about that and making people aware of, um, of how do we look at the work that we do and how do we offer it to, to, to different types of talent. And I, I think that conversation around abilities and just um, it, it is a really, is a more increasingly important one as we are more aware of the different types of neurodiversity that's out there and, and how do we incorporate it. But for, re, for our regional success, our regional prosperity, our regional sustainability, we have to be um, much more deliberate and and figure out ways of of um, of being a more inclusive organizations, and even to your point, I mean right now. You know, the world of work is very interesting in terms of are people even coming into the workplace as much. And so I think that the opportunity for accessibility, I think, actually can be greatly enhanced because more and more people can work in different places. And so if organizations maybe don't have that accessibility, you know, again, there's the opportunity of working remote. Um, So I I, I just I think that there is a lot out there. We have to keep um, not only talking but innovating. and and challenging ourselves. And um, I I think that's when we're going to have greater regional success.
1: Well, we have been blessed by your wisdom. Thank you so much for coming on the Shaletta Show. And you all stick around. There's two more wonderful and great hours to come right here.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?